Section five of Essays, Book One. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Martin Giessen. Essays, Book One by Michel de Montaigne. Translated by Charles Cotton whether the governor of a place besieged ought himself to go out to parley quintus marcius the roman legate in the war against perseus king of macedon to gain time wherein to reinforce his army set on foot some overtures of accommodation with which the king being lulled asleep concluded a truce for some days by this means giving his enemy opportunity and leisure to recruit his forces which was afterwards the occasion of the king's final ruin yet the elder senators mindful of their forefathers manners condemned this proceeding as degenerating from their ancient practice which they said was to fight by valour and not by artifice surprises and night encounters neither by pretended flight nor unexpected rallies to overcome their enemies never making war till having first proclaimed it and very often assigned both the hour and place of battle out of this generous principle it was that they delivered up to pyrrhus his treacherous physician and to the etrurians their disloyal schoolmaster this was indeed a procedure truly roman and nothing allied to the grecian subtlety nor to the punic cunning where it was reputed a victory of less glory to overcome by force than by fraud deceit may serve for a need but he only confesses himself overcome who knows he is neither subdued by policy nor misadventure but by dint of valour man to man in a fair and just war it very well appears by the discourse of these good old senators that this fine sentence was not yet received amongst them dolus and virtus quis in hoste requirat what matters whether by valour or by stratagem we overcome the enemy aeneid book two three hundred and ninety the achaeans says polybius abhorred all manner of double dealing in war not reputing it a victory unless where the courage of the enemy was fairly subdued eam vir sanctus et sapiens sciet veram esse victoriam quae salva fide et integra dignitate parabitur an honest and prudent man will acknowledge that only to be a true victory which shall be obtained saving his own good faith and dignity florus book one twelve says another vos ne velit an me regnare era quidve ferat fors virtute experiamur whether you or i shall rule or what shall happen let us determine by valour cicero de officiis book one twelve 
in the kingdom of ternate amongst those nations which we so broadly call barbarians they have a custom never to commence war till it be first proclaimed adding withal an ample declaration of what means they have to do it with with what and how many men what ammunitions and what both offensive and defensive arms but also that being done if their enemies do not yield and come to an agreement they conceive it lawful to employ without reproach in their wars any means which may help them to conquer the ancient florentines were so far from seeking to obtain any advantage over their enemies by surprise that they always gave them a month's warning before they drew their army into the field by the continual tolling of a bell they called martinella Note, after st martin for what concerns ourselves who are not so scrupulous in this affair and who attribute the honour of the war to him who has the profit of it and who after lysander say where the lion's skin is too short we must eke it out with a bit from that of a fox the most usual occasions of surprise are derived from this practice and we hold that there are no moments wherein a chief ought to be more circumspect and to have his eye so much at watch as those of parleys and treaties of accommodation and it is therefore become a general rule amongst the martial men of these latter times that a governor of a place never ought in a time of siege to go out to parley it was for this that in our father's days the seigneurs de montmort and de lassigny defending mousson against the count of nassau were so highly censured but yet as to this it would be excusable in that governor who going out should notwithstanding do it in such manner that the safety and advantage should be on his side as count guido di rangone did at reggio if we are to believe du bellet for guicciardini says it was he himself when the seigneur de lescu approached to parley who stepped so little away from his fort that a disorder happening in the interim of parley not only monsieur de lescu and his party who were advanced with him found themselves by much the weaker insomuch that alessandro trivulcio was there slain but he himself made to follow the count and relying upon his honour to secure himself from the danger of the shot within the walls of the town eumenes being shut up in the city of nora by antigonus and by him importuned to come out to speak with him as he sent him word it was fit he should to a greater man than himself and one who had now an advantage over him returned this noble answer tell him said he that i shall never think any man greater than myself whilst i have my sword in my hand and would not consent to come out to him till first according to his own demand antigonus had delivered him his own nephew ptolomaeus in hostage and yet some have done very well in going out in person to parley 
on the word of the assailant witness henry de vaux a cavalier of champagne who being besieged by the english in the castle of commercy and bartholomew de prune who commanded at the leaguer having so sapped the greatest part of the castle without that nothing remained but setting fire to the props to bury the besieged under the ruins he requested the said henry to come out to speak with him for his own good which he did with three more in company and his ruin being made apparent to him he conceived himself singularly obliged to his enemy to whose discretion he and his garrison surrendered themselves and fire being presently applied to the mine the props no sooner began to fail but the castle was immediately blown up from its foundations no one stone being left upon another i could and do with great facility rely upon the faith of another but i should very unwillingly do it in such a case as it should thereby be judged that it was rather an effect of my despair and want of courage than voluntarily and out of confidence and security in the faith of him with whom i had to do end of section five Recording by Martin Geeson in Hazelmere, Surrey.